I, you know, people throw representation around like a dirty word, but I believe representation is important. I yeah. want to see characters that look like me represented in my favorite things. I want mm-hmm. to see people mm-hmm. with my skin color doing cool things. And unfortunately, anime um, doesn't have many awesome black characters and definitely doesn't have many black main characters. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm definitely hoping to change that. Bonkai Senbon Sakura Kage Yoshi Welcome anime fans to the Super Anime Podcast where each week we look to entertain, inspire, and inform you on all things anime. Whether you're new to anime or a seasoned veteran, we invite you to come listen, share, and laugh with us. We hope every episode ignites your attacking spirit and leaves you feeling super. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy. Let's start the show. Welcome to another episode of Super Anime Podcast. As we mentioned, in the UK, in October, we celebrate Black History Month. And in this series, we are showcasing a number of incredibly talented black content creators who are either in the anime industry or love anime as much as we do. As well as covering anime and their craft, we will also be covering topics around diversity, equity and inclusion. Now, our guest today is lyrically incredible. No Hulk in his name, but he's big in the game. He's opened up for Tech 9, Skepta, Stormzy and Six Lack. No, no, Ed, it's one of those names. I think his name is Black. Back to Black, my aim is shaky. I've been in my winehouse too long. Hey, call me Soge King. Quiet! I told you our guest today is lyrically incredible. Performing on stages at London, Redden and Leeds Festival. Best of all, you know what? He's one of our own. Watching the throne till he snatches it and makes it his own. Okay, that's enough rhyming. Because right now, Ed, you're barely surviving. You're like Goku in the headlights when Chi Chi comes out whining. All our superlights, beyond my whack rhyming, our guest today has done tracks with the likes of Get, Papoose and Team Mashed. He has performed in Fire in the Booth, appeared and completed Ninja Warrior UK, spoken in Parliament, featured in Red Bull Music, Grime Daily and Link Up TV. His YouTube videos have been viewed over 4 million times and not to mention his music video features have been watched over 20 million times. He has won an award for the hardest working artist and on a nomination list for best live performer at the AIM Awards 2022. He is the one-arm push-up, MC rapping, Japanese spitting, Shaolin discipline, ninja tricking, kung fu kicking. Minasan, Shohei Yokoso, Shouto! Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a lot. I was listening to that. I was like, rah, this, this, better, this better does a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, Shadow. How are you today? I'm good, thanks, my dude. How are you? That's great, great. Thank you so much for being on the show. What we do like to do, um, first of all, we like to ask, ask an interesting fact, but I feel like I know a lot about you from seeing you on um, London Anime Con, MCM Con. Um, so I know you were on Ninja Warrior, as I mentioned in yeah. your intro. How, what was that like, you know, um, just being on a show, obviously completing it as well? That was... It's a difficult one. It was it was a mix of like complete excitement as well as as well as absolute terror because <laughs> the the thing with the show is if you flop on national TV, you're never going to yeah. get the end of it. And the last thing I wanted to do was fall on the first obstacle because people would gun me. So <laughs> um, my biggest fear was just making sure I didn't fall on the first obstacle. And then after that, I started to relax, calm down, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, then then once I knew there was like one or two obstacles, I was a little bit shaky on in my head. And I knew once I got past those, I was in the clear. I was home free. Like um, doing the doing the wall, easy. You know, I could do that in my sleep. That wasn't an issue. <laughs> there was certain certain other obstacles that I wasn't sure about and the, the thing with Ninja Warrior is you don't get to tr- you don't get to touch or try any of the obstacles before you do them so there's ah. quite a big there's quite a big element of luck involved as well because theoretically if I have like a one a one go round 
I know mm-hmm. how everything feels and how it works and I know how to move my body. So I'm far more likely to get it. But by touching a lot of it for the very first time, you're more likely to make mistakes. And that's where the show gets its bread and butter in terms mm. of people messing up and it being funny and ha ha, look at that person who fell in the water. Ah, I did not know that you weren't able to like at least touch the equipment or at least, you know, I guess people no, probably watch no, the show, show and then they train. Show you around. Okay, fine. Yeah, they show you around and let you see it. Um, and they get somebody to uh, demonstrate it for you, like one of their their trained Ninja Warrior professionals. But mm. you never get to try it until you're actually live on camera. Jeez, that's brutal, man. So I can yeah. see what you mean by not looking like a fool if you fall in the water yeah. and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, you 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 sell through that. Seeing the video, even smile at the camera at the end on the wall. So <laughs> you know what it was? It was because I was I watched the um the show so much in preparation mm. that I knew exactly where the camera was placed for um based on a previous experience. But then actually, when I got to the wall, there was literally a camera right there at the top of the wall. So I was like, well, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna let them know. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, it was funny. It was a nice grin. Um, but <laughs> um, and then obviously I, I mentioned as well Shaolin discipline. So you have been you have trained um, with the monks up in China as well. How yeah. was that? I mean, because you know when I think of that and I envision that, I don't know if you've seen um, Twin Warriors Jet Li. I kind of see where your I head have, is sh- shaped. Yeah, it's a great film, isn't it? I don't know if you um, you yeah. had to shave your head and after you again in the mornings doing. I like- mean, my 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 hair was always shaved up okay. until like five years ago. My hair was super short, so that was never really an issue for me anyway. Um, okay. But yeah, it was it was one of the best experiences of my life, and I can say without a doubt, I wouldn't be doing what I do now if I hadn't gone there. Mm. so in, in, on that then let's take us to you take us through your story in terms of first of all how did you mm. get into anime because this is an anime podcast we'll get into the music um a bit later but had and or maybe they're intertwined um regarding your your love for anime and they're your love completely for music. intertwined i i wouldn't be again i mean i i wouldn't have gone to I, like i said i wouldn't be who i am today if i hadn't gone to china but i mm. wouldn't have gone to china if not for anime so it all really started for me one summer when I visited family in America and Dragon Ball Z was on the TV and I've never seen anything like it in my life because prior to this we had dead TV in England you know we had a well no I mean that's a bit of a lie we had Cartoon Network and yeah we had Cartoon Network it. too it, it wasn't Eddie, that bad yeah uh, yeah, yeah. Dickin, Dexter's Lab you know but cartoons yeah. were very much cartoons Mm-hmm. And then two twos, I'm sitting there and I'm watching this show, and there's brothers with with huge muscles punching each other in the face, blowing each other up, kind arms off, um, suicide exploding, um, <laughs> lots of shouting, rocks flying everywhere, shooting energy out of their hands, and yeah. and it was incredible. I was like, what is this? And you know, it turned out it was Dragon Ball Z, and I was like, never seen anything like this in my life. I love it. I need more of it. Um, so I spent that summer watching this show religiously, came back to the UK shortly after we got Toonami. And so of course I continued watching Dragon Ball Z from there. And my whole thing was, you know, I want to learn how to do a Kamehameha. I want to, I want to shoot energy out of my hand. This is, this is what I want to do. So As we all do, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So in my, in my child brain, I was like, well, how can I do that? Okay, well, they're learning Kung Fu. So therefore, if I learn Kung Fu, I must be able to learn how to do a Kamehameha. So I started Mm -hmm. learning Kung Fu. From there, I started watching Kung Fu films. From there, I went to China. In China, I was training properly. And during my time there, started writing lyrics and Mm. kind of got into rap that way. Then came back to the UK, did my degree, became a professional rapper, worked worked extremely hard for a very long time. Um, and then I ended up working with Sean Shemmel, who voices Goku on a couple oh, of projects, nice. which was, you know, absolutely incredible. Um, so for me, a lot of where I've started from, a lot of what I love has come full circle. And then, of course, mm. I've got a manga series as well, because yep. my my I have a massive love and appreciation for the art of anime and manga. I would have an anime if it weren't so flipping expensive, but <laughs> we start with a manga. And we'll One day, yeah, exactly. Starts exactly. Yeah, yeah. One day yeah. indeed. One day indeed. So yeah, um, it's 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 all kind of moved forward, progressed, and been in line with the things that I love, and that's that's very exciting to me. 
So listeners, I'll put this on Instagram, but it's a great, great book. Great read. You know what was great about this is the quality of the illustration. Is And I, I did hear, and, and I, I know some of the journey in terms of how, what you went through, you know, um, the num- number of iterations you went through in, in terms of making this manga. Um, it was a complete learning curve from you when you were talking about London Anime Con, but it's a complete... I'll just show viewers as well. Like, it's uh, it's an, a completely brilliant, brilliant manga. I'm waiting for volume two, Shadow. So, well, you, you know... Listen, you know, you, you're <laughs> saying all of this about the book and I'm sitting there looking at it like, eh, it's all right. Because oh, really? I've, seen, I've seen what volume two looks like. Okay. And volume, volume two makes that makes that book look like it was drawn by a child. Oh, and okay. <laughs> for me as well. And that and that's no shade because it's the same illustrator doing volume two, but he's leveled mm-hmm. up. And my okay. storytelling ability is leveled up as well. The thing for me was that that book, I really just wanted to establish a premise. Yeah. But volume two, I start getting into the actual story. So, um, you know, I- I'm excited to be able to take start taking the book where I actually want to go with this because it is mm. a very character-driven and narrative piece. And it's uh, in some ways a retelling of my journey as an artist. And But as I say, with a hell of a lot more fighting in it. But, mm. um, you know, there is there's a lot to tell within this story. So it's not all just going to be fighting. And I know that volume one is mainly fighting, but I wanted to start with a bang and, and get people uh, into the idea of this world that I've created and the powers mm. that are inherent within it. But volume two allows me to actually start telling the story. And that's what I'm really excited about. You say there's a lot of fighting and, and obviously art is subjective um there's a quote i can't remember who it was but when you um put something out in the world it's no longer yours regarding mm-hmm. art um and the way i read this initially i thought it was fighting but then i also thought it was more so you were showcasing the fighting based on the lyrical battle they were having yeah i might be wrong yeah. but that's why that's the way i saw it so even though you were like, there was illustrations of you know them kicking and punching each other if you were just watching it from the outside, it was just more so whose lyrics are better and how how are they? Exactly. That, I'm, okay. And I'm glad you so, got that. I'm glad you okay, got that. Fine. Because okay, good, you know, good, the, good. The, idea, <laughs> the idea behind it is that normal people can't actually see this mm. battle taking place. They just hear yeah. the, the music, you know? Yeah. And so what I'm trying to create with this is a feasible reality in which you're watching an artist on stage and thinking, oh, I wonder if, you know what's ha- what happens in Xiao's manga is actually happening for this artist, and I just can't see it. Mm. You know. Okay. So talk me through the the spark. And you mentioned you if you went to China, you're in there. How long were you there for, by the way? Ah, uh, not long enough. I really wanted to. I wanted to be there for years. You know, mm. like I wanted to be. I tell you what, my before I even wanted to be a rapper. Yeah. I wanted to just be. Uh, I was thinking about this last night. In fact, um, I wanted to just be a kung fu person. That's, <laughs> Fair enough. And I don't even know, and I say kung fu person because I don't even know what the job title yeah, of that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to travel. I wanted to wander the world and just train in martial arts and fight people. But mm-hmm. the reason I didn't was number one, I don't actually like to hurt people. Um, I only, I, I think martial arts and fighting and so on should only ever be used in the defense of somebody yes, else or absolutely. in the extreme defense of your own life. You know, I don't think you just go around punching people for the sake of it. Mm-mm. So there's that problem, first of all. But secondly, I just couldn't work out how to make a living from it. And at the time, mm. UFC didn't exist and <laughs> um, mixed martial arts wasn't so prevalent. Mm. But still, I'm kind of glad it wasn't because I don't think I would have been suited for that kind of environment either. I just don't think it was me just fighting for money. Uh, but I just wanted to wander the world and, and kind of like Street Fighter. Free, yeah, that's, Ryu, that's what I was thinking. Basically. Ryu, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> A one, dirty, a one dirty foot brother with a bag on his back just wandering around like the true essence of martial arts is in yeah. our fists you know what I mean so, mad parables like hey 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 Shao what do you want to eat what do you want to eat today your range is only one foot well, one foot short uh, what? the Hado Hodukin is very powerful okay <laughs> you know what I mean so um yeah a regular to... Yoda a regular Yoda just uh, yeah. coming up with parables no that is funny though so no, that, I... that, that, that's a job I wanted to do mm. um and when I went to university initially I went to learn um physiotherapy thinking mm-hmm. that I could do sports physio but then I realized that at some point you might accidentally kill someone so I was like nah not for me. <laughs> no no that's fair enough I mean the reason why I asked is and and both my co-hosts and I are martial artists and mm. I think in terms of um yeah, I would have loved to have done the same thing as well, but yeah, um, it, uh, it just it just wasn't meant to be. But a reason I mean, why it's I asked, too late. 
but i i enjoy what i'm doing now um i work in marketing um, okay so yeah it's fun um i do an anime podcast it's fun i still practice here and there um i might might go back but yeah um don't mm. i wouldn't say they're behind me i just i haven't practiced in years that's the only you thing you just got other other priorities other, exactly you know how it is you start off when yeah. you have more time you can do a lot of stuff even in anime i'm like i'm trying to watch more anime but yeah just time but the reason why i asked is how how what, what was the spark in terms of i'm here i'm doing kung fu i'm learning from the great masters or whatever i want to get into rap like how did that was it just more so a, a process of meditation and looking inwards it's what, what what your actual i guess soul wants to do like how did you get to the the point of hey, good question wanna, um yeah. so i was kind of rapping and hanging out with hanging out in studios just before i went to china anyway sure. i was okay. going to brixton and hanging out with rappers and you know it seemed fun i wanted to be an mc at the time i, I was listening to so solid crew i was like yeah i mm. want to do that because so solid were one of the first uk artists or groups that i'd heard that actually used a british accent yes. when they rapped everybody else was rapping with an american accent and i thought it was whack i just couldn't put my finger on it as to why i didn't like it but mm. um i think for me it was just a question of authenticity yeah. so I, you know, So Solid came about. I was listening to them. I was like, yeah, I, I really like this. I, I want to be an MC now. So I was going by the name MC Taser, which uh, <laughs> is a whack name, in my opinion. And I'm sorry if there is an MC Taser out there. But it's <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was going by that name and just kind of doing my thing. I think I then changed my name to Black Dragon at one point, which is also <laughs> a very whack name. So if, so if there's a Black Dragon out there, but it's a whack name. Yeah, no, eventually, just before I went to China, I thought, you know, I want a name that really represents what I'm about. And mm -hmm. I thought on it, thought on it, thought on it. And, you know, whilst out there, I was training in Shaolin and I liked the name Shadow. And I thought, well, Shadow is so obvious and sounds a bit dead. So why not Shadow? And that kind of stuck mm. from there. Um, and just during my downtime, because we were waking up at like 5am in the morning to, to go running and training and so on wow. and so forth, and then sleeping at about 9pm because you're exhausted, mm. but you get a little bit of downtime in the evening and, and during my downtime and sometimes on the weekends, I was just writing lyrics and I started actually getting good whilst I was out there mm. and finding a love for it. And I took Wu-Tang 36 Chambers. Yeah. And I bought it a couple months before, but vowed not to listen to it until I got out there. You know, okay. so I was listening to that. I was playing, I think I was playing WarioWare. One of my roommates had um, a Game Boy, so I was playing WarioWare as well at the time. Hmm. And just writing lyrics, and that was kind of my life. Just training, writing lyrics, listening to music, training some more, writing lyrics, and that was about it. And um, I rapidly got a lot better and started actually developing my own style whilst out there. And when I came back to the UK, I just didn't stop. And, haven't stopped since. Nice. No. Favorite Wu Tang song? Cream. Yeah, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Uh, I'm, I'm, um, I'm, uh, what's it called? Um, Obama Tomically, Socrates, or oh, what's the name of that song again? Triumph, Triumph, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that song. But, um, okay, fair enough. So, were they quite welcoming? Like, how did you do? Because did, did you just Google it and just say, I'm going to Shaolin? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah, literally. Okay. Yeah, and I'd, I'd found this site from when I was like, 15 or something like that and i told everyone in school i'm going to when i when i finish college i'm going to go to china and learn kung fu it's like yeah yeah whatever and then i you know turned 18 and i went um so i'd been sitting on this site for the longest time just like please don't please don't close down please don't close down please don't close down and so and it's expensive as well it's very expensive to go um because mm. you can't work while you're out there and you're basically paying for your room your board the training the food everything so um had to save and work really hard in some dead end jobs just to make enough money to go. And, um, mm. but it was, it was 100% worth it. My parents definitely helped me do that too. Um, but yeah, I, on my way there, it suddenly occurred to me that I might have paid money to a complete scam and I was going to go to China 
arrive and either there'd be nobody there to meet me or somebody would turn up laugh in my face and then leave mm. but, but luckily, they were, none, they were none, neither of those things happened that's good they were welcoming. yeah yeah they were very welcoming very that's very good. welcoming um because the, the school was the school had chinese students but it also had students from all around the world as oh, well wow, okay and um so yeah there was there was lots of different people there the teachers were cool they didn't really speak english but we had translators okay and the funny I tried to learn a bit of Chinese before I went, but I wasn't very good at it and mm. I didn't really put much dedication into it. I wish I had because I would have gotten a, a far richer mm. experience being able to communicate directly with a teacher rather than through a translator. But, mm -hmm. you know, it is what it is. Um, the funniest part, actually, is in, Chin in Chinese... The word Mandarin for, or Cantonese? Mandarin. Yeah, Mandarin. Okay. Uh, the word for this is... Um, I think it's, I think the word for, don't quote me on this, but I think the word for this is Jega or okay. Jega. And the word for that is Nega. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> so when the teacher You can't make me, that up. You can't would, make that he would, up. <laughs> he, he would be like, so and so and so, Nega, Nega, Nega. And, uh, he would be at and then occasionally he'd point, point in my direction or the other black guy's direction explaining something. That's but he's going, Nega, 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 Nega. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh that is funny that is funny yeah. oh you can't make that up but fair enough um so then you obviously you come back you, you're in the music scene um and uh, how's your mu music journey been in terms of your first album to, uh, to now um i know like in no say in no scare rhythm it's obviously been played out on like all or nothing arsenal series which mm. is amazing um, I listened through some of your track. I love the accent song. I love Get Stronger. Um, these are all, and I love one, the one line you said was, I don't get mad, I get madder. I was like, that. that's nice. I like that. Oh yeah, I that like was, that. Um, hold on, that was Sharing Gun with Dot Rotten. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. Um, that was a nice line. But you had quite, a, um, you have a lot of different metaphors, similes and, and double entendres mm. and so on and so forth. So, I guess the question is, how is your, how, how is your game and just in gen general? Because like, I, I imagine you're a rap athlete. How has that evolved, um, evolved over the time? I think if you listen through my discography, there is mm. a very stark difference between... There, there's almost a cut-off point where mm -hmm. I think it's up to about my third album and a few singles after that. Then suddenly it goes, right, there, now there's a direction and it kind of starts transforming more into an anime yep. type yep. idea. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, prior to that, I was making music and making what i loved and making what i thought i wanted to make uh and i was very much present within the grime and hip-hop scene uh but not feeling like i was getting the respect or the recognition that i that i wanted to get mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or that i felt my you know my ability should command and of course nobody deserves respect but i think when you're working hard um and you're doing good things you should draw some sort of attention. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, up to that point, I, I was kind of making what I thought was right. And then I made Nani yeah, and it got so much attention. And I thought, well, this is it. You know, this is, this is what I should be doing. And this is actually what I really enjoy doing and making anime themed and anime inspired music is, is something that I would really very much enjoy. Mm -hmm. And is right up my street because I know my stuff like that. And mm -hmm. fusing that with music gives me a, a unique USP where I can explore mm -hmm, mm -hmm, different mm -hmm. ideas through a, through a particular vehicle. And a, and also music videos, I, I just find that they're, I, I enjoy filming music videos because I like acting and, and being on camera, but I also don't like it because it's expensive. It yep. requires a lot of time, effort and planning. And it's, it's all, you're always in competition with other artists because your music video has got to look as good stylistically and you've got to have you've got to have this in it and that in it and someone these cars and whatever and it's just flipping boring to me you know so yeah. i i really love the anime inspired music videos because i don't have to appear in them I can <laughs> yeah, get yeah, yeah. Get done, i'm yeah. doing something else you know and they can they can be as exciting and my ideas are big as well and i think mm. that in order to create the sort of ideas i have filmed I'm going to need a lot of money to do that. Whereas an anime inspired music video, you can really go to town with it and take scenes from existing animes with huge explosions and everything. And it looks dope and nobody's complaining. And actually my music videos for those have done far better than any of my filmed music videos. Mm. So I'm clearly doing something right. Yeah, I mean, um, I I agree. Um, the only pushback I would have is because we have a lot of creators um, who listen to the podcast. 
um, and I don't want to disincentivize them not mm. to, just because you see the likes of Stormzy with his first video. I'm not sure what he was doing before, but you know, Shut Up was quite a um, basic, well, you yeah. would say, video just in the park. Um, and there's, I think, Dave done one as well. So th there are there are times when you can just make. Yeah, absolutely. But raw what I would say is, if we look at where in their career they were mm -hmm. when they made those tracks, it it tracks up. Whereas now you wouldn't expect dave to do uh i mean if he does a very simple music video it's going to be a one-off but for the yeah, most sure. part you're expecting dave to have big cars jewelry mm. women so on and so forth in the music video because that's the level of career he's at and the music video has to reflect that and i just think that it's you know it's such a headache mm. to have to play up to the expectations of where your career is at when yep, maybe you yep. don't particularly want to do that. And especially because a music video isn't necessarily going to bring you back the money that you've invested. Yep, so if you spent yep. 15 grand on a music video, if you don't make 15 grand back, then it's a loss leader. Um, yep, yep, and yep. also, let's also remember that a lot of these guys have big investment behind them. I'm independent. Most of what I do comes out of my own pocket. Mm. So I have to look very carefully and very closely at the money I spend. And yeah, maybe I can spend X amount of thousands on a music video, but that doesn't mean I should, because yeah, maybe that money definitely could be spent yeah. on developing the manga or on developing my studio a little bit more or on releasing a new track. You know, you got to, you got to balance the funds that are available there and and use it wisely. Yeah, I agree. I think that it comes down to. Um, to I was reading an article, but um, I think it was a voice article where you mentioned if you're working in, and don't quote me because um, this is your words, but you mentioned mm. if you're working in a creative agency, you expect to do something creative, something along those lines. Yeah. Um, just being creative. So I think it's 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 again, look, you, especially when you're an American or these these flashy cars, all these things. Yeah, of course you expect that. But I would say to listeners, just that be creative in what you're doing. Be different. Um, you can you can you can do something good if you just had a guitar and you know just sat there singing or something like that it would have to be luck of definitely something that is virality and so on and so forth i mean there's a lot of different things that need to go because there's millions of people doing the same thing so mm. i agree there's definitely some element of luck in that and someone picking up blah 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 um but yeah i would think i would say it's definitely about more so about creativeness as um and as 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 beyond um more so about creativity um as opposed to just you know i had this budget uh and i, I had yeah absolutely so so absolutely yeah. the the visuals have to represent the music yeah and you don't have to spend a whole lot of money no it's about the it's about the 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 package and about how yeah. you presented it you exactly. know so yeah. yeah if you can't afford to do a big budget music video get creative with it there's mm. so many things that you could do to save money that you could do yourself or you could get friends to do mm -hmm. that you could then end up with a high quality looking music video without spending that kind of money yeah exactly and i i personally like those ones which are a bit more raw and less flashy and cars and so on and so forth just because it seems more down to earth person but seems more down to earth and so on and so forth so but that's just my personal oh absolutely take. i appreciate I think, yeah i think for the, the average listener yeah if you see uh an artist and they're growing in popularity mm. and they're they're getting bigger you would expect their music videos to reflect that you wouldn't yeah. expect stormzy to keep doing park vi music yeah, videos. yeah exactly you yeah, know if Stormzy did a park music video now it would be for a very specific purpose not just because that's his music video you know mm. you'd look at that and be like well you know what's going on yeah absolutely and then speaking of music videos obviously you um you did a music video where you were uh, trashing aaron um <laughs> <laughs> I do indeed. What is your problem? I, I mean, uh, for those who haven't seen Attack on Titan, um, where have you been? But I guess, uh, I, I mean, I'll leave it to you because I know there's people in the who read the manga who say he's doing it for a reason. I won't spoil it for people, but I guess the question is, was this more so? And I read the summary in there, so but just for people listening, was the Aaron track just more so something that you wanted to do and voice your frustration about the character, or was it just more so to express yourself regarding uh, love for the show but hate for the character? If that makes sense. Well, look, I'll firstly say I think Attack on Titan is one of the greatest pieces of narrative mm. we have our generation i think it's absolutely fantastic and the whole reason i dislike erin is because of how well written he is yeah and how excellently the author <laughs> has done in um in presenting a very polarizing character 
having said that, I never liked Erin from the beginning. I thought it was a whiny little so-and-so. <laughs> and Isayama presented him uh, as almost a classic shonen protagonist. Yeah. But I always felt there was something a bit off with him. Mm. And I didn't like him. You know, I liked Mikasa. I liked Armin. I loved yeah. Levi. Erin, I could take or leave. So actually, spoilers, when, when Erin left the scene for a little bit yeah. in the first season for you know as you know if you've seen it uh something happens to him and he and we all think he's not going to be in it anymore mm-hmm. i was actually quite glad <laughs> I, I i i was watching it i was like yo that's <laughs> so brave to, to kind of yeah kill off the main character mm-hmm. that's really cool i really like this show and then i was like well this must now be about the other characters and so because mm. it kind of gave you the sense that anybody could get it at any time you know yes. anybody could be wiped off uh this show at any point so i loved that and then uh, you know obviously he comes back it's not really a spoiler because we know that and i was like oh okay we got got him again but he was a little bit more interesting now because of certain tsunami i'm really trying to explain this without too many spoilers yeah, but yeah to of be course fair, if you, you haven't seen attack on time so he's got the titan powers and he became a little bit more interesting but he was still whiny and annoying but i could tolerate him mm. then two twos he turns into an absolute psychopath and <laughs> so many people are like oh erin's done nothing wrong and many people have read the manga i've read the manga I've, i know how it ends i'm not going to spoil that because <laughs> uh, i think that's unfair but i can at least talk about the anime mm-hmm. and i think that those who watch the anime and who are idolizing erin have completely missed the point of what isayama is trying to say with the story Mm. and i say that very confidently because in preparation for any of my songs i do a whole lot of research i Mm. deep dive into the characters i i dive into the psychology of the characters trying to understand what the writer was was getting across and really i i i just find it interesting that people who applaud erin's behavior also don't applaud marley's behavior because erin is basically mm. doing the exact thing that he's yep. done to him but worse yeah. and to people who've got nothing to do with it if yeah. Ellen had come across to Marley and been like you know what bun you guys fire bun for you tighten on your head so on and so forth I'd be like okay don't exactly agree with it but alright but instead, Erin's gone, nah, 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 nah. Marley, but the rest of the world can catch smoke as well because you looked at me sideways. And I'm like, but what did the rest of the world have to do with this? Marley was the one that attacked you. Yeah, maybe the rest of the world sat back and didn't do anything. But you, your whole, your, the only reason you're complaining and moaning was because your mum got eaten in the beginning. <laughs> but you've gone around and eaten bare other people's mums, stepped yeah. on everybody's dad, their grandmas, everything. So... <laughs> you're just perpetuating the cycle of hate and Mm. if we look at that and extrapolate forward to say things such as nazi germany such as um communist china such as what's happening in russia at the moment Mm. and you're telling me that you're denouncing all of those but then you're applauding what evan's done when it's literally the The same same thing thing. somebody has gone oh i don't like the way i was treated by these people therefore i'm gonna not only attack these people but everybody else as well because uh, I, I I want to protect my people by killing off everybody else. You know that's yeah, it's, no, it's no. wrong. I can't get I can't get behind a mentality like that. So kind of my the, the song was my thoughts on that whole character arc, which again I think is an excellent character arc. And the only reason mm. I dislike Evan so much is because I love Attack on Titan so much. Yeah. I think it's so excellent. You know, but it's my my narrative on how silly it is for i think how silly it is for people to idolize erin and completely miss the point of what the author's trying to get across but also drawing parallels between that and what's actually happening in real life and saying well if you approve of this mm, how yeah, is it that yeah. you can disapprove of this yeah you know it's a great so show. That, that's my whole thing but absolutely my yeah. only worry is i'm hearing that they might change the anime ending because so many people disliked the manga ending. And the reason people dislike the manga ending is because it... Wait, wait, calm. Slowly. No, no. You know what? You don't even need to justify it. Don't worry. Don't worry. You don't have to go into yeah, it. Okay. I, I, I don't want to know. Say what I was gonna, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't yeah, going to yeah. say what I was uh, Basically, the reason people don't like the, the manga ending is because it didn't end the way that they wanted it to end. And yeah, I don't fine. think that's a good enough reason to, to, to change, change yeah. the anime ending. And I can't 
uh, I, I can't, you know, holler me after the anime. Yeah, finished. I will I'll definitely. Say much more. <laughs> but I, can't, I can't say much more than that other yeah. than I think the manga ended how it should have ended. And the reason people don't like it is because it it held a mirror up to a lot of what they believed and they realized that hold on maybe i was wrong maybe what i think is not right so on and so forth um and that's yeah, about yeah. all i can say without without spoiling yeah, yeah so yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I, think, I think a lot of people a lot of people didn't like the manga because it didn't end how they wanted it to end and i don't think that's a good enough reason to change the anime and i'll be very disappointed if they do because that mm. to me is a coward way out yeah I, I agree and i hope they don't i really hope they don't um i think uh, and and actually this um slowly um nicely transitions into my next my next um question around you know um not necessarily freedom of speech but also council cancel cancel culture um mm. you know there's a lot of um um gatekeepers in anime and just in general society anyway but gatekeepers are oh, you don't watch this you're not an anime fan blah 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 um, we hate that we've said it um, countless times on this show we hate gatekeepers in terms of anime my question to you is and i'll give a bit more context about um cancel culture today so to add some color in my research when i was reading about um the article on voice and you go in and i'm not gonna we're not gonna go into that topic but i know you go in on about wiley and what he said um but i think what was profound about what you said was you know um cancelling him was a systemic dismantling of his legacy um i believe they took his mm. youtube down his twitter blah 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 all that all his basically all his social presence down now let me be clear to listeners shadow goes into wiley regarding his comments even making a diss track um i'll put the link in the show notes but for me um and like you know so long as you're not inciting hatred prejudice race um racism discrimination i honestly think that people should have the freedom to express their opinion so in your in your in your i guess in your experience what would you say what would you think about council culture today uh i think it's gone to a dangerous level really mm. um i think that it's a very difficult one because social medias are private companies so they yep. have a right an inherent right to decide who is on their platform and who isn't yep. and if you're not abiding by the rules of their platform they have a right to remove you from it having said that being present on social media and having a social media presence is integral to to life within the Western world and within a lot of other societies. Mm -hmm. And to not have one effectively removes you from um, from the, the 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 conversation and could completely affect your ability to make money. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm, because mm -hmm, not mm -hmm. only from a I'm an artist and I need a social media in order to interact with my fans perspective, but yeah. even down to a, hey, I just want to get a normal nine to five job. Oh, what's that? My employer is now checking out my social media and my social media history and has realized what happened three, four years ago and now doesn't want to employ me. Mm. You know, I think that happened very much with um, a, a pro Smash Bros player called Zero, where he was accused of certain things. Uh, it, as to whether or not it's true, I don't know, but it, he's not been charged. So it's kind of should be innocent until proven guilty, but he's yeah. definitely been guilty until proven innocent. And as mm -hmm. a result, he's talked very plainly about his struggles and about how he was offered jobs. And then the, the offer was removed once the employer Googled him and found out who he was and the controversy surrounding him, how mm. certain people have, have uh, contacted potential employers and told them not to employ him and so on and so forth and taking it upon themselves to wow. effectively ruin his life and with that i'm struck by a a dave chappelle yes uh piece that he did where he was talking about how he was watching a street hustler um doing cards or or something like that and he tried to call out no 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 this guy's cheating and the guy got right up in his face and got really angry and said never never come between a man and his money and <laughs> i think that when you do come between a man or a woman and their ability to make a living mm. you're forcing them to to do things that they either don't want to do or they shouldn't be doing yeah. and for zero you know he turned to depression he tried to take his own life oh, um he there was there was so many so many things he's in a much better place now and i'm really glad to see it but cancel culture is more than just mean person said words i don't like mm. take them away from me you know you are almost you you are potentially ruining a person's life depending on who they are and could result that could result in their their, their own death or 
them turn into crime or drugs or something like that. You know, I think there just needs to be more than there needs to be a, a higher burden of proof, and there needs to be yes, um, more. It, it needs to be the last thing that you. Do. It needs to be in case of emergency rather than uh, mm-hmm. I don't like you said something ten years ago, therefore I'm going to cancel you. You know, maybe just unfollow the person and stop interacting with them. Yeah, you know, exactly. you don't have to take away their ability to make money and their livelihood and their reputation. Social reputation is incredibly important in this mm-hmm. society and how other people view you and how you also lead into how you view yourself. So, you know, social media plays a massive part in all of that. And I just think that taking away somebody's social media presence is akin to social suicide in a way mm. or social death rather you know in in, within our current society so i think we just have to be very very careful with how we wield that weapon no no i'll give you a because that was an amazing answer and i completely agree i completely agree with everything you said um i think the burden of proof is something that uh is lacking these days in terms of people just jumping on the bandwagon you know he did this so he must have done it i'm just going to look at the headlines oh let's all jump let's cancel him without no proof without no 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 one going remember you go back in the back in the day when you look at primary and secondary sources you know to write your essay and so on and so forth it just seems like today people are just um looking at headlines and then believing what they what they see as opposed to Absolutely. reading and doing the actual it's, it's because thing. people people like you know we live in a tiktok generation where people like information in about 15 seconds or less mm-hmm, you mm-hmm, know people mm-hmm. don't have time to actually do their research and properly digest things now mm-hmm. I'll, everything i said i will say with a caveat in terms of the fact that if the message that you're spreading or your presence on social media is actually objectively making things worse and or radicalizing people yeah young people especially and or you're using your message to spread some uh, hatred or yeah or uh or encouraging people to incite violence and so on and so forth then i think yes your social media privileges should be removed mm-hmm. and i'm thinking specifically of people like katie hopkins andrew tate even trump to a degree uh mm. because they are their message was spread over social media and was radicalizing people and causing people to do negative things in their name and because of their message so with that i think that by removing their ability to communicate with millions of people via social media you can curtail the message but you're not really dealing with the root cause of the problem which is that these people are still out there looking to be radicalized and they they are still open to these kind of messages and they it's just a bandage over a gaping wound and somebody else is going to come in and and fill that gap sooner rather than later yeah i I mean i would agree look i i can't um speak of the likes of um andrew tate trumps and all those guys and just and just in in general because um i don't want to go into politics and stuff like that um regarding who they are and who they are as people but i do believe that there must be a reason why people are gravitating to them as you mentioned absolutely absolutely Um, because you know they're saying things that people want to that some people want to hear yeah and they're saying it with confidence and they're saying it in a way that's that's easily digestible and that sounds good and a lot of the secret to a lot of this is that you say stuff that 99.9% of it you're like I agree with that and it's just mm-hmm. that 0.01% where it's where it's actually really problematic and really dangerous and hateful uh but it slips in amongst all of the rest of the uh, yeah I agree with that and yeah. then slowly but surely you start reducing that I agree with that stuff and start putting in more and more of the propaganda until it's more propaganda filled but you've got such love from your audience that they're they're willing to listen to and adhere to what you're doing now i'm not speaking about the character of these people or who they are as people or whether or not they're good or bad people i'm speaking purely about their message and how their message has been perceived Mm -hmm. and um and ingested by general people and if your message has resulted in objectively more negative actions than positive actions yep then i think there is a case for removing you from social media hmm. i don't want to get too much into that just because especially on a large scale you know if yeah, it's on, on a mass scale yeah. then, then i think that yeah so there's um and on the on, on the subject of because i think it's one of those things where 
And Armin said it best. There's a line in um, Attack on Titan which I really love. He said, and I was just looking for it. He said, "Good is merely." Um, I think um, Annie asked him, "Do you think I'm a good person?" Right? And then Armin said, "Good is merely a word applied to people who are convenient to our needs in some way. It's purely subjective." Now, absolute. I I honestly think. Look, whether they're radicalized, okay. Again, if they're inciting violence, violence, hatred, all that stuff, fine. I think it's then it becomes a, a, a case of subject subjectivity regarding the likes of Andrew Tate, blah, 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 whoever you may say, um, who lean to another, let's say, right wing um, as opposed to a left wing kind of thing. Um, so I think it's very much subjectivity in terms of the people hearing it thinking, actually, no, he's not he's not inciting violence. He's just telling me the truth or he's telling me this, whereas other people. So it's very subjective in a way. I think Absolutely. I and think, history is history is told by the victors. Yes. You know, if yes. Germany had won the, the Second World War, we'd mm-hmm. all be speaking German. Well, I yeah, mean, you and exactly. I probably wouldn't be here. Um, <laughs> but we'd be speaking German and, and learning about how, how evil the British Empire was and so mm-hmm. on and so forth, you know. So I, I think that it's it, good is very much in the eye of the beholder. Exactly. Uh, but I, I think that we are definitely moving to a, towards a society more of tolerance and of 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 listening to and accepting other people's ideas even if they don't agree with what we uh, with what we're saying and with and trying to celebrate and and lift up women and and recognize them as equals and you know not see them as just baby baby makers so Mm. if somebody comes along with a message that goes against that Mm -hmm. and encourages young men to treat women as possessions and as um you know things and as as second-class citizens and as as people who aren't as smart as you or so on and so forth then i would say that message is not good because what does it achieve and and how does it how does it help people it may help the men it doesn't help the women no no that that's fair enough and again i'm not i'm i'm playing devil's advocate i'm on but i'm not playing size i'm just saying some some someone might perceive that view um or maybe not see it in that way based on what he said but yeah. like again it's all subjective um but i and and this is why attack and titan is so brilliant right because mm. it kind of takes those both sides like who 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 is the villain is it the marlins there's, is it the, there are no that's... good characters yeah. in attack on titan i don't yeah. like gabby gabby no? can go jump off a cliff <laughs> um armin and mikasa are are objectively terrible people mikasa more so because she just murders <laughs> with with her dead eyes you know um armin at least tries to talk it out but when when push comes to shove will shoot you in the head if he needs to levi is an absolute psychopath and all of these people without war would be terrible terrible murderers you know it's just Mm. in the context of war they're heroes and they're good people because they're doing what needs to be done within war but you take away war and you bring peace about and they become horrible human beings so you know there are no good characters in attack on titan i really love that about Mm. it and you just try and objectively pick the 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 character who's the least the least terrible but Mm, they're they're all pretty bad no i agree um there's a sun tzu quote i can't remember off the top of the head but it talks about war and how there are no winners in war just um Mm -hmm. dead people and losers not losers but dead people as it were um, I guess uh, people, the, just people who've lost the least. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Um, but I can't remember the quote specifically. I'll put it in the show notes if I find it. Um, and then speaking of like, um, you know, um, un- I guess unfairness. So you also go on to in that um, topic um, regarding, you know, um, your shows or some of your events being cancelled by police or by venue, sorry, just because... They stereotypically saw you as I meant. You think I think you mentioned you do or your you, you, um, your genre is hip hop, and they said we can't do that here. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were without even seeing your crowd or seeing your audience already basically stigmatizing you and um, basically coming between you and your money uh, yeah. regarding you doing shows and events there. And I didn't know um, until I read that article that was there was actually a law. Um, that was in the UK, the six nine six law, which basically Form allowed. Six nine six, yeah. Yeah, I did not know that. It's almost like the um, three strikes law in America, whereby you know they um, three strikes and you go to jail. It doesn't matter what you've done. And the six nine six law, for people who don't know, is and police correct me if I'm wrong, shadows, but essentially the police have the right to cancel or stop any um, 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 venue event that that's happening if they deem it to be something that's going to be destructive, violence, so on and so forth. 
Mm-hmm. So obviously, and that I mean that that deem it to be is very subjective. Mm, exactly. Like, well, mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. it, often it's a case that you look at the person performing, and then you're like, mm, and you listen, and you look at the music genre that they're making, and you make a very quick snap decision based on stereotypical viewpoints mm-hmm. and it very much depends on who's making that decision as to whether or not that artist can perform but mm. um it's also worth noting that they you know they could make those decisions but they can't now because form 696 has been repealed yeah yeah and i'm glad it has because again like you mentioned it's subjective and it, it plays into those stereotypes where if you're going to do a show oh he's a black guy he does hip-hop it's going to get rowdy you know let's let's stop it before now look if there's historical bad data to back up um an artist's shows have been rowdy or been violent then fine yet yeah, you have you have at least data to show that but if, if you're going to stop it without no evidence or historic data you're just going to stop it just on based on someone's color of the skin or genre of type of music they do then it's completely just you know discriminatory and you know absolutely racism which is it's not good so um, well, it's, it's it's very very similar in tone to the stop and search mm, yeah. um, laws where mainly black people were being stopped or or, pe- or people who were not white were being stopped mm-hmm. regardless of, of suspicion or not it was just like well you look like somebody who, who, who would be up to something therefore i'm going to stop you yeah exactly all right let's move on to more lighter tone and <laughs> just because i know um but I, I think these things definitely need to be discussed so thank you so much um shadow for, for um discussing those topics with us so let's go back to your music you've got a new single reset can you talk to people in terms of what the single's about um and so on and so forth yeah i i, I wanted to do something a little bit different with this mm-hmm. you know a lot of my recent anime inspired singles have been very hype mm. uh very particular in tone and I, I just wanted to remind people that if you haven't heard me prior to the anime arc mm. I do this and I have range and I've got different things that I can talk about and different emotions that I can invoke so mm-hmm. I was watching ReZero I yeah. liked it and well liked it's a bit strong <laughs> like I, I tolerated it sure. I, I, I kind of wish it was better than it is uh, I haven't read the manga but the, the anime I found a little bit frustrating. I think that they they presented a lot of really cool ideas and questions, but never paid them off properly. Maybe mm. they do in the manga later on, but it got to the end of season two, and I really felt like there were more questions than answers, and they kept piling up, and the narrative wasn't really taking me anywhere. And Subaru, the the protagonist, is still kind of annoying, and it's quite difficult to root for him as a result. But um, I really liked the idea. And the general premise that the main character is brutally murdered and resets back to a certain point and gets to do it over again and over again and over again until he gets it right. And I really, really liked that. And I, it made me think about, you know, if I could reset back to an earlier point in my life when things were a lot more difficult, a lot more challenging, how would I play it? You know, what would I do? Would I do it again? Would I, would I try and do things differently? Would I want to be a different person? And... I came to the conclusion that actually I would largely do as many things as possible. Again, exactly the same, maybe invest in Apple stock and and Google and things and YouTube quite early. (laughs) But largely I would try and take the same actions because it's led me to who I am today. And I'm very, very happy with who I am today. Despite the difficulties and the struggles getting here, I think Mm. it was all necessary and all worthwhile. But when you're in the middle of it and you're actually living through those trials and tribulations it can feel insurmountable and and like you're trapped within darkness constantly there's mm. there's no there's no escape from it um so it was kind of a an observation on my part but also hopefully a little bit of an inspiration for those who are in that situation to say look things do get better but you've got to you've got to tough it out and 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 find a way out of it you know and you look mm-hmm. back on these times and think yeah this was all necessary to mm-hmm. get here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh so yeah it's it's just my opportunity to display a little bit of range uh to do something a bit different and also i was um i was watching Tokyo Revengers at the time and I actually thought that the song was going to be more Tokyo Revengers inspired because it's a very similar premise in that anime but I really don't like Tokyo Revengers I just oh, think okay. yeah, I don't like it I think it's it's overly dramatic and I say <laughs> that about an anime when I love like Dragon Ball Z and things like that but <laughs> these, these are literally just high school kids in a gang 
mm-hmm. getting murdered and 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 getting themselves beat up and being like, I'm never gonna give up. Ah! It's like, dude, you've got school tomorrow. Calm down and go home. What, what are you doing? Why are you running about with knives and yeah. punching up redders and getting in a hundred man fights? Uh, just go home it's not that deep do you know what i mean you know mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. people sacrificing themselves for other people and jumping in the front of knives and it's like just call the police and go home this is it's really not that serious so um i, I just struggled with the with the general premise i really struggled with takamichi uh the main character i just you know, I, I understand the the general anime trope of starting with yeah. a really annoying wimpy character yeah, and allowing yeah, yeah. them to to develop and grow through the process of the storyline so that when they become hardcore it feels deserved and you feel like you as the audience have have watched their growth but the growth for me has been too slow he's yeah. still annoying even though i'm up to date with the manga and you know he's he's becoming more and more badass but it's just a little bit too little too late for me and it's like i just don't i'm not invested in this character enough i don't like him i don't like any of the side characters i don't Mm. like his decision making there's a lot that i don't like about it so but i'm so invested in just reading it and the series Mm -hmm. and wanting to see how it ends i'm kind of just going through the motions with it okay fair enough i mean again like we mentioned it's all subjective it's all each Mm. to their own um on that point about um Oh, I've lost a train of thought but yeah that was it in terms of re-zero and restarting I think there was a quote saying someone saying that we're in the sum of our choices yes um, we are so, absolutely and I, I agree like I would probably do everything the same again um, well it's, it's also the fear of the unknown because you know yes. you you take one day off and you don't speak to that one person and mm. you could be a completely different human being mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's just wild that certain choices that you make can ultimately lead you down such a path that completely transforms your life just from one decision so yeah i i i I love who i am i love my life i'm very happy with where i'm where i'm at with where my music's at where things are going with the manga and Mm. you know i'm proud of that and especially with the manga because i you know people throw representation around like a dirty word but i believe representation is important i want to see characters that look like me represented in my favorite things i want Mm -hmm. to see people Mm -hmm. with my skin color doing cool things and unfortunately anime um doesn't have many awesome black characters and definitely doesn't have many black main characters so i'm Mm -hmm. I'm definitely hoping to change that with the manga and and present that forward so you know i i it's still early days and i'm very looking forward i'm very much looking forward to bringing out volume two and i'm hoping that people will support it based on what not just how good it is as a narrative but also what i'm trying to do Mm. in terms of a cultural um message as well uh but you know time will tell time will tell and i i'm i just want to do good things and and see more black characters represented in anime and manga because black people love anime and manga too yeah absolutely absolutely um and yeah we want to see that so we thank you for taking that um road less travel as it were um and taking upon yourself people like you people like saturday am who are um doing diverse mangas as well we need that so thank you so much for like putting your hat out there you know like i said you mentioned it was a steep learning curve you could have quit but you kept going um as is your nature in terms of being disciplined and being the hardest working artist as well so no thank you so much for um for for doing that You've spoken about anime. Is there an anime or movie that you would love to create a song for? In terms of like, if for instance, if Dragon Ball Z um, Superheroes 2 came out, would you love to have a score on that um, soundtrack or something Oh, else? absolutely. Just from a, you know, like a cultural point perspective. Yeah. But um, from a love of the anime perspective, I would, I would really want to do anything One Piece related. Yes! You know? yes. That- that's me that's me i would i would absolutely love to make a song for one piece i, would, <laughs> I really want to meet older one day oh, yeah and just say thank you uh, oh man yeah. i'm so happy you're one piece fanboy like us oh, as well yeah 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 one piece is the is the ultimate like, listen you listeners know, hey listen i'll me of anything other you know one piece over a thousand episodes it's it, yeah yeah it, it's not it's it's a thousand episodes of hype Mm-hmm. you know it's such a good story and we're really getting it's such a well-told story as well and i i just love what oda has done with the characters and 
Yeah, it's fantastic. I, I've got nothing bad to say about One Piece aside from the fact that it starts off pretty slow. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Syrup Village and Syrup Village is for me one of the worst arts in the entire <laughs> thing. And if you make it through that, yeah. you can make it through anything. Absolutely. It is a slow burner, but it's a beautiful story. A beautiful oh, story. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and then on that theme, if you could uh, create your own anime rap group, who would be in it? And if you want to go further, what instruments would they play? Um, I mean, an anime rap group. So yeah, any see, characters? The thing is, yeah, see, the thing is, I don't think any of them would be particularly good at rapping. If okay. it were the case that we just turn up and, and just start fighting other rappers, then that's a different, that's a different thing. But um actually maybe kakashi would be good because he he's, he's a copy ninja so he'd, he'd probably work it out yeah um I, i'd want luffy in the group just i i don't think he'd be very good at anything but he would just be funny to have around yeah for sure i for sure. uh who else would i want in there could you have levi as your drummer i don't know why but piccolo piccolo gives off black air force energy and <laughs> yeah. I, I want to just hang out with Fair uh, enough. again i mean levi Levi's a psychopath. I don't know if I'd want to hang <laughs> good, about. Good with drama. Him for good too drama. Long. He's also he's also he's also got OCD. He's got an OCD cleaning True. issue. And, <laughs> you know, I just, I just don't want to. You know, I've got to leave the house, and this brother wants to clean the entire place. Nah, man, I've got stuff to do. You know, no. Fair so, enough. Uh, definitely not Evan. I mean, we could have Mikasa there, just. But again, I don't think she would be good at rapping. I think she would just stare at you if you ask her to do something mm. and you would get scared that she was going to stab you. So yeah, I don't know about anybody from Attack on Titan, really. What about Maybe our... on Yakapon, actually. He Ooh, seems Oh, on Yakapon, yeah, yeah. He would be good. Yeah, he would yeah. be good. What about our favourite love People uh, anime rapper? What's wrong with your skin colour? So what? <laughs> Sorry, say that again? I said, they actually said to him in the show, yo, what's wrong with your skin color? That was like, on? oh my gosh. But he gave a brilliant <laughs> answer. That was a brilliant answer. Yeah, no, but to, to be to be fair, it's an expected answer. If you've lived on an island your entire life and everybody has exactly. had the same skin color as you, exactly. it's a fair question. I think it was excellently done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I was gonna, I was saying, what, what about our favorite um, household anime rapper? You know who I'm talking about. Uh, yo, yo, yo. <laughs> Oh, Killer B. Yeah, but the problem is Killer B is not good. No, he's not. He's terrible. He's, he's terrible. Not, he thinks, the problem with Killer B is he thinks he's good and he's got eight swords and you're not going to argue with him. So, you know, you put him on a track and he's like, hey, yo, 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 yo. It's like, can you say something else? And then he picks up a sword and he's like, you know what? Yeah, all right, just record it. <laughs> no, no, that's fair enough. Um, Yeah, I think Piccolo would probably be... But as a drummer, I don't know. But maybe other other instruments. I reckon like... Piccolo. I reckon Piccolo would have bars. Actually, yeah. like Piccolo's got enough to talk about. Piccolo's mm. got like a straight out of Compton kind of vibe. Yeah, to him. you know true, what I mean. Like true. his entire planet was blown up. He's got stuff. To, he's got bars. No, no, no. I could, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. And there's a um, there's that whole kind of was Piccolo black even though he was green because he gave off that energy and like you yeah. know there was the whole kind of felt, felt a bit segregated discriminated blah, blah blah yeah this is this is the best we get in anime we just get <laughs> green men and skin color and, and it's Mr. like yeah that's the black guy that's the black guy uh, mr popo yeah that's the black guy yeah <laughs> all right last two questions um if you um you recently toured us how was that like um just excellent excellent yeah? really great um yeah my my fan base in the us has been growing quite that's a bit awesome. due to youtube so it was it was awesome to be able to go out there but also to to show that it's possible me to go out there so i think mm. that just opened up the door for more opportunities because now i can it, you know it's it's not a, it's not a it's not a question of can shaldo get out to the us it's like well he's done it before mm. so it can happen again that's awesome and uh, the reason that i am um, I, I i wanted to say that's because our us is our largest audience followed by the uk mm -hmm. so um do you know when you'll be out there again just so they know when to perhaps book i or... am hoping for next year around march kind of time but it's you know i'm still trying to sort yeah, stuff sure. out so i would say sign up to my mailing list on my website and i do keep people fully up to date with what's happening with me perfect all right cool um so moving on to the super quick fire round um so this is just random casual questions um you have to answer as quick as possible so if i say playstation or nintendo you would say Nintendo. There you go. So feel free to pass on any questions. Are you ready? <clears throat> okay. Are you a morning or night person? Night. Goku or Vegeta? Vegeta. <laughs> Hip hop or R and B? Hip hop. Uh, the last song you listened to? Uh, something anime related. No, it's um, manga or anime. Anime. 
Pokemon or Digimon? Pokemon. Last anime film you watched? Oh, film. Oh, uh, oh, 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 Made in Abyss. Ah, I haven't seen that. I need to say that. Um, yeah, it's good. Yeah? Okay, cool. Eren or Goku? <clears throat> Goku. <laughs> On principle. <laughs> Zero or Kira? Ooh, Kira. K-pop or hip-hop? Hip-hop. Naruto or Bleach? Naruto, easy. Uh, Attack on Titan or My Hero Academia? Attack on Titan. <laughs> and then lastly, what would you say to your younger self if he was listening today? Keep going, it gets better. Perfect. There you have it, everyone. Shado, thank you so much for listening. Shado, plug your stuff. Where can they find you? Um, where they can they so listen to your songs? Find me on all social media at Shado Music, S H A O D O W. Um, YouTube, I'm not spelling music for you. Uh, YouTube, <laughs> um, twitch.tv slash Shado Music. My website is diygang.co.uk. Just holler me, uh, you'll find me. So um, Spotify, Apple Music, every and any streaming site, Shado, S-H-A-O, space D-O-W, you'll find me. Perfect. Um, and an anime recommendation? Made in Abyss, Ooh, Tomodachi game. Um, I'm watching the time I was reincarnated as a slime. I'm enjoying it. It's quite lighthearted. I don't, I don't know if I'd recommend it, but I'd say Made in Abyss and Tomodachi game would be my top two recommendations at the moment. Oh, 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 and um, Spy spy Family, Spy Family. Oh, I've been here. I've seen that everywhere now, you know. I need to get on this. I'm seeing that everywhere. Yeah? All right, cool. I will definitely get on it then. So much, you know, you know that Biggie song, More more Money, More Problems? I always say more anime, more problems. <laughs> <laughs> true, true, true. All right. Thank you so much, Shadow, for being our first guest on the Black History Month series. People, we have more to come, so look out for those. But we started strong and we're going to finish strong. So thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Take care until next week.